0: what's up everybody it's daniel no it's dd daniel chris
1: there he is <laughs> you'll get that right eventually
0: one of these days i'm gonna get to it but uh welcome to your favorite cross-country brunch podcast, where we can't really talk about brunch right now because everything is canceled or shut down or whatever it is because of COVID 19 what's going on guys
2: what's up what's up man
1: Oh, huh. how we how we how we live in. We're trying to yeah, trying to survive through everything that's happening. It's a shame we can't uh, uh, have our normal. I'd love to be sitting at the table with you guys, just uh, you know, Dude. chit-chatting brunch style. But
2: what I would do for just a like a solid brunch hang right now, man. <laughs> Like I would do anything,
0: anything right now to just be at a brunch table with you guys actually talking about normal things going on. But we can't because ever since we were like, let's bring this podcast back. It's been COVID-19 talk. Of course, we got some Jordan talk in there, too. But the reason why we all were obsessed with watching a documentary about stuff that happened 25 years ago is because (laughs) we're stuck inside you know so it's been weird but uh today on the episode of course i mean we're going to be talking about everything that's been going on in in the country with the death of george floyd riots protests which happened in both of our cities and um we just got a lot of things on the menu that we'll uh that we'll definitely talk and we'll definitely get off our chests as well so um so guys what has it been like for you guys I and mean, because i'm in la you guys are in pittsburgh um when the george floyd you know, death. We saw everybody saw the video of the police officer kneeling on him, and which is just absolutely disgusting. I mean, when you saw the video, like, what kind of went through your head when you saw it? Uh,
2: I mean, you know, I think what went through everybody else's head, or at least most people's head, I mean, it was just it was just awful. I, you know, you 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 don't want to see that happen to anybody, but when it's the seemingly same situation that keeps happening just in different parts of the country year after year, um, man, it's, it's pretty sickening.
1: Yeah. It was, it was that just like, you've got to be kidding me again. Moment, right. Where it's like, you, you think that progress can be made and you don't really know if it has and you, you, I guess you hope for that and you try to strive for that, but then you see something like that and it's just like, it, it, it blows your mind, but it, it's almost, I don't know what blows my mind more that, you know, how sickening it was or that it's, you know, consistently happening again and again. And it's like, unfortunate that he's another name on the, on the list, right? Right you know, who, who's who going to be talking about next. Uh, there's always that name that we have to we, we try and remember. So it is, it's just sickening and, you know, mind boggling. And you just can't believe how backwards things are, things are going. And this year I have had it with <laughs> 2020, you know, I am I'm about ready to, you know, say cookies and just take a long nap for the rest of the year. But yeah, this has just been it just, yeah, sad and, you know, horrendous all at the same time.
0: No, I'm with you. It's um, the thing that was so alarming about the video for me was that like it was it, it just felt like he meant to do it. Where like a lot of these other situations, which are have been so many other situations have been terrible. They've been absolutely awful. Don't get me wrong. But it's like they're still in some situations, that little bit of gray area where you're like, man, it might be a little hard to be a cop or it was a split second thing. But this was like eight minutes, 46 seconds of a guy just while being filmed on cam- while seeing cell phone cameras around. He's look like, you're looking at people seeing you do this and you decide that you're going to keep kneeling on this dude while he is like pleading to you, you know? You have him in handcuffs. He's already on the ground. What are you doing? And that's why like really remind me of some of the things like my parents talked to me about when it talks about like these things that happened in the 50s and 60s and stuff. And that was, that's why this was so chilling to me. And then I start thinking about, you know, 50s and 60s, and these situations happening, and a lot of people have been talking about the riots that happened in '92 because of Rodney King. Because I'm in LA, so like that's what everything you know everyone's talking about. Because the last time they had to call the National Guard in was in '92. So when I look at those situations, and I'm like, is this just gonna happen? This is gonna happen again? It's gonna mm-hmm. happen next? When's it gonna happen? Because I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm like just dejected. I'm like, I just, I'm, I, I'm depressed. I am. not a loss of words. I feel like I have a lot of words. It's just that I don't have any words of like hope for anything. You know, it's like everybody's doing the hashtag thing and that's great. Every, but I'm like, is it ever going to change? Because it's just been a problem that's been going on for years and years and years and years. And when you look at stuff with Minneapolis where George Floyd was killed was this like point in Minneapolis where they basically made it, Awkward since 1910 for black people to go. So, this is an area where it's already weird for black people to be in Minneapolis and they made it. And then he got killed in this point. And it's, I don't know, just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just awful.
1: Yeah. And, Didi- and like you, you said, Dee with him, you know, standing there knowing that he's being filmed, there are more than three trillion reasons why this type of stuff shouldn't ever happen again anymore historically it's happened we know it has in this day and age it still shouldn't but you would think with how you know with social media and people with camera phones everywhere it's only exposing it more it's not slowing it down like how is that how has that not slowed this thing down at all it's exposing it more we're we're just seeing more of it right and it's becoming didn't, way more didn't will nationally did, than maybe locally
2: didn't will Smith say something about that he's like you know there. Racism isn't happening. Something to the effect of racism isn't happening more. We're just we're it's, we're just seeing it now, or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it's like these situations happen more. And yeah, like you said, like you would think that it would stop people from doing stuff. You're even seeing that in in the riots, and we'll talk about that. It's like you're still seeing awful police activity during these, and there are people doing stupid things, but like there's also really peaceful people out there. Trying to get the word out, trying to draw attention to something, and they're still getting maced and kicked and shoved. And I, I, and you're, everybody's got a camera, you know? Everybody's got a camera. I don't, I don't understand that. But it also goes to the problem is that the police feel like it, it, it's like they don't police themselves. And that's what they have to do. They police themselves because like we put them in a position to protect and serve communities. And sometimes those things get, you know, and I'm not a police officer, but sometimes those things, you know, they get they get serious. And sometimes accidents do happen. But then you're like, how much of this is an accident? How much of this is just you just, you know, taking advantage of the fact that you are kind of invincible in a lot of these places? You know, so it's. I don't know. It's it's it all sucks, man. It all really sucks, and it's just all super
2: depressing. I hate it. Well, Didi, if I
1: the, go ahead, Chris.
2: Well, so I just wanted to. Um, so you talked to Eddie about how I mean, obviously, this has been going on for years and years and years, and and I looked in in preparing to record this episode. I looked back just to the more recent history of this type of stuff happening because we've if you go back to when we started this podcast we've been doing this podcast for four or five years right yeah. I mean, we had a three year hiatus but um <laughs> so i don't know a if it counts tenure. or not
1: the long tenure it all counts listen
2: if
0: the nba and nhl can say that like they're still going to count the season the season after a six month
2: break all right yeah. i guess we can do it too that's a great point <laughs> um but i remembered us Doing an episode in the past and having it center around some type of discussion like this. So I went back through our feed to try and figure out what that episode was and what we were focusing on. And in 2016, we did a, an episode, and the title of it was Let's Have a Conversation. And in that episode, it, it wasn't necessarily directly targeted at this situation of police brutality and uh, a, a police officer murdering somebody. That was part of the discussion along with, at that time we were kind of in a, in a stretch where there was a series of mass shootings and different things like that. Um, but we, we kind of mixed it all together to talk about it. And I, as I listened to it, I wrote down some quotes. Okay. From, from all three of us. And, and, I want to read through these because I feel like we're still saying the same thing today, and that is really disappointing. But we said things like Didi said, at some point, it has to stop. Dan said, we're it feels like we're going backwards. Uh, Didi said, um, on social media all the time, we need to have a conversation and we're just not having it. Um, I said, we don't seem to have conversations on social media. We just seem to to shout at each other. And Didi said, you don't have to listen to people's opinions anymore. Those quotes still apply to exactly what's happening today. And I've, I've, yeah, I think like all of us have been just been monitoring this situation and this series of events that have happened since his death. And, um, it's just really, it's upsetting and discouraging and uh, depressing that it doesn't feel like we've we've grown or or progressed in any way um, since the the last time this happened or the time before that or the time before that. It just seems to be the same situation happening over and over again, and and I don't understand why. If horrific things happen, we how as a society you can just let history continue to repeat itself.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good, that's that's kind of amazing, Chris, that you brought those quotes from that episode. I remember that episode. I I was thinking of the title as soon as you were you bringing that up that we had a, a similar uh, episode back back years ago. But it is, it's amazing how those all, all those quotes still apply to today. It feels like we're going even further backwards. You know, you would hope that, you know, progress doesn't happen necessarily overnight, especially something, that's you know racial injustice which has been literally history in the making it is history it's been there forever um you don't expect it to change overnight especially with how history has played itself out but i mean freaking come on man and it's just it's unbelievable it is it's you're right it's discouraging that's the exact uh word that i would use that we're still nowhere closer to where we were supposed to be where we should be than we were four years ago let alone 40 years ago you know and I mean it's just like how is it you know still taking this long for you know society to wake up and realize what's happening and people need to people need to change you know you talk about social media and it's just people usually just yelling at each other you know it, it gets to a point where you know talk is only so much you can you can say so much and you can support so much but it's people are taking action now uh, some for the good, some for the bad. And you wonder like, what, what is going to be the action that, that ignites the change, the big change, right. That's going to, you know, so we can have this a different conversation four years from now or 20 years from now and see some sort of progress. Uh, you'd like to have that sort of hope, but it's moments like these where it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to find hope like that.
0: Yeah. And the main problem with it is like, I feel like everyone is kind of in agreement, is in agreement that this was awful, that this police officer was terrible. Yeah, Everyone's in agreement of that, right. which is something that we really haven't had when these situations happen. So that is something that you would think would like springboard us to actually having a conversation. But then once you say what the actual problem is, and that is police brutality, that's whenever we start to divide. That's when people start to throw in statistics that are like, oh, well, this many black people, this, like, oh, well, more white people get killed by the police than black people. I'm like, well, there's more of you. So that makes sense. Right. And then it's like, well, then this thing happened to this white person. So why weren't you, there were no protests then. I'm like, well, the big difference is, is that when I see George Floyd, I see myself I've been in situations where I've been stopped by the police, where I've been thrown on the hood of a car because they said my car smelled like something and cops were – and I said this – I think I said this story four years ago. That really annoys me because I just started telling that and I was like, I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast four years ago. But anyways, said my car smelled like something, threw me on the, threw me on the hood of a car, and they were kind of like laughing about it. It was like that's what they felt like doing. And there's nothing I can do there. I'm happy I'm alive. I'm happy there was no accident. You know, like they said that, uh, you know, they thought a taser was a gun. They thought a gun was a taser. A taser was a gun or something stupid happened like that. And then I'm gone. So when I see George Floyd and when lots of black people see George Floyd, they don't just think about the person getting killed. They think about it happening to them. And like when a white person gets killed, gets killed by the cops, you don't you guys don't think that way. You guys don't feel that way. That's not the relationship you have with the police. And that's a simple conversation, in my opinion, that people can have. Like, why is it that you feel this way about the police and that we don't? But then once you throw social media into it and then someone says their dad was a cop or something, then it turns into this whole thing. And I just don't understand why we can't get past that. Because the problem is police brutality. Like, that's why people are rioting. That's why people are looting. That's why people are angry. You know, it's because of police brutality. And it's something that people don't think will ever get fixed because of the way that, you know, police are ingrained in our society. And, it, and I, like, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that if we can't, if we never can have that conversation, we have to skate around saying the police. Because once you say the police, then every conversation ends.
2: Yeah. And Didi, you, you, I mean, you're right. You essentially said the same thing four years ago. You said, you talked about the conversation that we need to have and how some people will say black lives matter. And then some other people will shout back at them. Well, blue lives matter. And neither group is ever asking each other what that means to them and trying to gain a greater appreciation or understanding or context to, um, to get to a point where we're not shouting at each other. Like from seeing that happen, I I think you should be able to understand that not every cop is a bad cop, but understand that there are a lot of issues with police and police brutality, especially for black people. And, you know, it, it's, you say black lives matter. And then somebody says all lives matter. Well, nobody, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot lately, that especially preparing for this conversation, because I, I have never had to, to go to kind of relate to what you said, Dee, Dee. I have never had, uh, any period in my life where I've had to try and, um, I, where I've had to question my worth, you know what I mean? And, and from, uh, from the interviews, I, I watch and and I listen to, I feel like that is really, you know, a a worry for, for other people. That, that is something that I can't understand. So rather than just, you know, scoff at what somebody else is saying, that's different than me. I, I, I feel like I need to listen to them and and try and understand, put yourself in somebody else's shoes to try and understand them before you cast judgments and make these concrete opinions and just shout at each other. Um, I don't know why that's so hard.
1: I think that's the biggest thing is I don't think people are willing to listen to each other. They, they can't, they won't put themselves in somebody else's shoes. You're right. It shouldn't be that difficult to listen to somebody. Uh, And hopefully conversations like this can spur other people to, to listen to other people and think about that other perspective, you know, not just thinking about yourselves. Like you said, Chris, with, you know, black lives matter, all lives matter. Well, all lives matter, all lives can't matter until black lives matter more than they are right now. Um, so they're both right, but you have to be able to understand each perspective and each person and no, you can't literally, you know, embrace that feeling. You know, I've never gone through it. What something like the story that Didi was telling there either. Um, but we as a society have to understand how those people feel in those type of situations, regardless of, how you feel one way or the other, especially like you said, people start shouting on social media, then it becomes like political. And it's, this is not, you know, what this, the this source of where this is, this is not what it's about, uh, but it always turns that way. So, you know, opening up your ears instead of your freaking mouth is what more people need to do. And it's just, I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with the way people communicate nowadays. Um, you know, which is unfortunate. I don't know how you get people to to understand that better. Like I said, hopefully, you know, forums like this and many, many more people that do this professionally for a living, not that we don't. I mean, naturally, this is professionally produced. Um, <laughs> the people who do this on the daily, um, you know, those type of forums that people will listen. Don't be one of those people that sees your favorite musician or favorite, athlete on social media, say something or take a stand on something and then just complete, you know, if it's something you don't like, you just abandon them. I've seen way too much of that. That's ridiculous, man. These people, they're, they're speaking, they're allowed to speak what's on their mind and you need to just be willing to listen and not even listen to their perspective, but the perspective that they're talking about, about these people, about these black people. So it's again, discouraging that not even people that, you know, you can look up to that are trying to say what we're saying here that you think that, you know, it's loyal, uh, fans or whatever it may be still getting backlash for, for saying the right things. So, you know, I don't know what it, I don't know how it can, how it can get
2: better. I, like, I, I don't get how it's hard to understand that, like, The beliefs and the values and the experiences that I have had are distinctly different than somebody else's. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. You 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 have to understand that, like the where I grew up, where Dan grew up, we grew up in a bubble. Nothing bad ever happened, and we understand that. And so we're not going, we can't, we would be crazy to think that. The life experiences that we have had are common across the board. No, everybody experiences different things. Everybody comes from different places, uh, different different backgrounds, and 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 that that shapes who you are. So you you have to understand that each person is distinctly different. I like I feel stupid that I'm mapping this out. Like each person <laughs> is distinctly different, and you you can't just project your own values or and feelings on other people. That's not how it works.
0: Yeah, and that's what I hate about all these conversations. Like we can have a conversation about where you grew up and where I grew up. I can say what's different about me growing up in West Virginia, you guys growing up in a city. I we can talk we can talk about these things so much. Somebody can be from anywhere. We can talk about those different things that make us different. But once we say anything about you being white, me being black, or this person being Asian or Hispanic, we all have different stories. People always want to change that to, oh, I don't see color. I'm like my god okay. if, I hear okay another, if, I, if i hear another person say i don't see color and actually think that works like i i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> it's 2020 like you don't like I, the world is beautiful like the, the world is beautiful we are all different colors and it is awesome right it is great that does not make i, I just I, it, I don't understand why that makes it so difficult it's like you're not a bad person because you said black because you said white you're not a terrible person it's just that like with that because of America and if you want to go all the way back to like slavery, yeah, things were like things weren't made to be easy for me. They weren't. And it's been a fight to now to get things to go the way you want them to and they're still not perfect. But like you have to know that and everybody knows that. But they don't want to have the conversation about it. They just want to try to get rid of the conversation. Like no, nah, no, 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 don't worry about that. Or it's 2000 it, it's it's 2020. Like no, we had Obama as a president. We have no racism here. It's all good. It's it's just it, it's annoying that we cannot have this conversation. And we're more connected than we ever have been. But you mentioned social media and with social media <sighs> it's weird when you have these platforms and there's like bots You guys seen any of the new reports about like most of like Twitter and Facebook is like bots now?
2: No. Yeah.
0: It's like a ridiculous amount of bots now on Twitter and on Facebook. And it makes it almost makes it makes me wonder why I'm still there on there, why I'm still why we're still on these things. Because the best part about Twitter for sure, early Twitter, was that it felt like you were actually talking to people. Like when I said something about, you know, when I said something about an Eminem album, right, I would say something, like I actually felt like I had a person I was talking to on the other end. But now it's like, if you say something about, and I'm using Eminem for a purpose, I'm reason- using his name for a reason. Now when is you say it, is Eminem- because we
2: brought the podcast back because I was watching <laughs> 8 Mile one night? Is that why? Oh my God.
0: No, it's because when you say Eminem, it's all of a sudden you get flooded with all of these fake accounts. Uh, yeah. that were like made in april 2020 or whatever and you're like wait huh how do you have 13,000 <laughs> tweets and you just started twitter two days ago what are you kidding like you're just because well, that's what i look at when i see these ants. i get these responses i'm like this can't be real and it's not and when you do the same thing if you tweet anything you say trump it's the same thing you get flooded with so many different bots it's not even people You know, and Mm -hmm. I felt like it was so much better before that you could have these conversations because back in, you know, 09, 10, 11, 12, like we were talking a lot about gay rights. And there were certain things that we were saying that I didn't know was that was a slur. I didn't know was affecting people or hurting people as much as I thought it was or women. And then you realize that because people were having these conversations, we were able to do that then. And now we can't have any conversations at all. And we're all so connected. And that's, you know, and so it goes to, you know, all lives matter. Blue lives matter. These many, these lives matter. And we just like, just get all completely off. Everybody just hits a hashtag and then you just forget it.
2: Yeah, something, I mean, so something about the social media behavior that has kind of driven me crazy is that um, we went from we went from talking about the incident to projecting on each other really, really quickly. Yeah. And we almost within the span of 24 to 48 hours got into this, It's I can't call it a conversation, but we got into this situation where if you weren't, tweeting a certain hashtag or making a statement or something like that, then people were saying that that means you're racist, you know? So we went, we went so far from like talking about it and, and, and and maybe you, you wanted to understand it to, if you don't understand it, you're this thing now. And then of course that's going to make people not want to have a conversation anymore.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point, Chris. It's it's crazy how it's come to that. And social media has driven this. It, we have a forum where we can have greater conversations and now it's made the conversation even that much harder. And what you guys touched on there that is, you know, really hit with me is it's it's not it's not acknowledging that you're going to completely and fully you know feel what other people feel and know what other people go through. You're never going to do that. You know, you could be told stories day after day after day, and you're still never going to feel the same thing. We're never going to feel the same thing. It's just understanding it and acknowledging it that it's different, right? It's, you don't have to, you know, go through the same person or go through the same thing that a, a different person goes through than you. But you have to just be able to understand it and acknowledge it, and be open to it, and that changes the game completely. And the fact that people aren't even doing that is, you know, what's frustrating because we have these channels to have these conversations, and you know, social media is driving it the other way, and that's you know, it's where you it's like we're at this dead end. You know, social media is just growing and growing and growing. You know what Twitter was like like you were mentioning, Didi, you know, early stages of Twitter, how that's changed, how powerful Instagram has become, um, how Facebook is just not remotely even close to what that used to be. Change the damn name. That's just like...
2: Didi Didi has the plan... Didi has known for years, and I mean, you've been right, man. There needs to be Facebook.old. Oh my god, (laughs) dude. The great the great old people
0: migration of Facebook in like 2013 <laughs> or something it yes. ruined that whole platform because yes. once that happened it was like people started to take Facebook serious because like you like anybody who is of a certain age like we're all in our like mid 30s or close to mid 30s I don't want to throw you guys in there with me yet but um, <laughs> we're, all, we're all there and it's like if you were in that age group you remember the change that happened to that platform and it was like it went from everybody on TV telling you social media was a joke it was stupid basically the way that people talk about like tiktok right now you know Mm -hmm. it's like they say it's stupid and it's just pointless and kids are dumb and whatever but then all of a sudden they got on it and then it became serious (laughs) and then it became news and it became everything and then they are the ones that have all been just look really really stupid they have made because i don't know about you guys but my parents are absolutely are like the main like target for people to post a meme that is n- like nowhere close to the truth and <laughs> they aren't the only people but my goodness when i see it i'm just like you you guys because old people don't use google at all they don't <laughs> see something and think to themselves oh hmm that statistic looks a little weird i'm gonna check this one out no no, no. they just post it and it doesn't matter but yeah those god facebook that's a terrible place but speaking of facebook being a terrible place and you saying and you guys both saying about the conversations going from you are this uh goes from everybody coming together to all of a sudden you are this the riots and the protests and all of that uh i'll start because there's you know protests going on both of our cities but in la it it was here's the backstory they've been protesting in la for weeks right weeks before this even happened, because there was a situation that happened in, I believe, Inglewood with a cop and a guy who was uh, handcuffed and just kind of like excessively beaten. And it was caught on camera from like across the street. So people have been protesting in L.A. for a while and it was kind of bubbling over. And then we got the riots that we had because of George Floyd, because it was just like enough is enough. And with the riots came everyone projecting their feelings on the stores being looted and riots happening. And I'm like, no one likes riots. No one wants unrest in their city. No one wants these city curfews that we have in LA, which some areas is two o'clock some are like the whole city six o'clock. Nobody wants that. But like, when people are so mad, when people are so upset, and just honestly hopeless and desperate. That's what happens. Because if they've tried to peacefully protest, they've tried to talk to you at council meetings, they've tried to vote for the right person nothing happened and then you see something like that happen so awful in the middle of the street you're like okay we have no we have no other choice so i'm going to just screw it i'm just gonna go just fuck shit up that's just what i'm gonna do and that's what i see when i see the riots is just people who are desperate and angry and mad because i'm not out there outside in the riots no i was not but i am just as mad as anyone else and it's like i understand it it sucks sucks seeing stores get burned it's it sucks seeing things get burned sucks seeing you know businesses and broken glass everywhere it sucks but it's like on the other end i get it because i feel like we our police failed us and that's where we're at and that's why i that's what i see when i see the riots going on i mean what are you guys seeing from what's happening with you guys in pittsburgh
1: I think you make a good point there with it, Didi. And the other element of that is, you know, I think when people hear about a riot, they just, everything associated with the group that was there is now just the worst people on the planet. They're terrorizing our own country. But as we're finding out in Pittsburgh, it's not those people. People are are protesting peacefully and there are a group or an individual people that are there rogue just to start shit just because they know it's an opportunity where if they start it, other people can jump in or it's an area for them to kind of like hide amongst the crowd. So that's what, you know, is also frustrating and you feel, feel bad for these people that are doing the right thing, protesting peacefully. And then you have some jag off to put it in our Pittsburgh terms that is just there to start a riot because that's what they like to do they're not there for the right reason and then it makes the whole thing you know look like a sham and that people just got violent for no reason so to to your point understanding why people are so mad and getting so violent and then the other side of it is it's not on, only those people that are doing it it's just a, there's a, just assholes out there that enjoy starting these things up Just to start something up. Um, You know, the actual, like, you know, terrorism within our own country are people that do shit like that, not doing it for any, you know, real reason other than just to start a riot.
0: Yeah, that stuff's been weird. That's like the weird part of all this, like this, some people being planned because because some because hey, they're not saying there's not, you know, regular people out there who were just angry and they're like, I'm going to throw this brick through a window because I'm going to get mine and I am just mad at everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this whole planned stuff is weird. Like people who were, you know, and it's basically proven a lot of these places, um, they're saying that the people they're arresting are not even from there like they're not even from close to there it's like they came in to do this one purpose and that was just to like screw up a city that stuff's just weird i don't even i can't even understand that
2: shout out to dd's Dee daughter for uh protesting the <laughs> brunch breakdown just now, that was she great. She just wanted to get a word in. She just said, "You know, she she wanted to have a conversation." <laughs> just, tell us. <laughs> I just all of a sudden I hear
0: Siobhan say, "Oh no!" And then all <laughs> of a sudden here she comes.
2: Yeah, yeah. She had she had something to say, man. Yeah, yeah. She definitely had a lot to say. Good God. Yeah, like I think it's. I think you can separate you can have two kind of trains of thought on the, the riot topic and it's okay because Didi, what you said, I feel like I, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't understand. And that's, that's a word I've actually struggled with a lot lately because I don't understand what any of this is like, you know, from the perspective of an African American person, obviously. Um But it makes sense. I guess that's the best way to say it. It makes sense being that angry and trying to get people's attention while at the same time, obviously, you don't have to condone it. You know, like you, you, nobody wants communities destroyed. So you can have, I mean, you can, I, I say this all the time with politics like, you don't have to pick a side and then just do all the shit that that side says, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you can have two different trains of thought on the same topic and and kind of weigh both ends of it. And that's kind of how I feel with the riots. Now I I have less of that perspective for what has been happening in, in our city in Pittsburgh, because it does seem that all of that is just like the kid that started the riot in, in Pittsburgh a couple of days ago, it's like this 20 year old white kid and his parents took him to the cops to turn oh my himself God. in. That like, was hilarious. Dude, get, I gotta like, say. get real.
0: That video of him going in with his parents is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause like he I can got tell sent to this, the
2: principal's office. Yeah.
0: Like that's <laughs> what it looked like. And I hope that this kid ends up doing jail time because it just it's absolutely ridiculous if you're the one that starts the unrest and you have to take your your parents have to take you. I can tell you right now, Pam and Dan Dudley would have not they would not have taken me to the police station. <laughs> there's no way in hell my parents if they saw me because you know his picture was out for like maybe like maybe what maybe two days but like at least the day that Mm -hmm. picture of him was out there yeah and i'm like my parents saw that they're my parents would like you drive you're driving yourself to the police station i am not about to go on camera and even be near you for this like this you i mean it just it made me laugh seeing with his parents but man like there's no way my parents would just disown me. I would have
2: been out. Deservedly so. I think they said the kid was from Shaler. It's like, dude, you're from Shaler. You spray painted Mario Lemieux statue. Like, where do you think you're going to live? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you think you're going to do? Like, that's never going to end up well for you. It yeah. is crazy. there Because there's a story uh, that
0: none of the Kobe memorials or anything. Like, any. Of, there's so many paintings of Kobe Bryant and him and Gigi. None of them touched. Cause they have more right. sense than that Bartles kid that got in trouble. Yeah. Cause I don't know why you thought that was a good idea. And I know sports are a very minuscule thing when it comes to these serious issues, but just letting you know, if somebody would have, like if somebody would have done something to any Kobe Memorial here, they like, it would have just been over for them. Like, I don't know if they would have made it to the police station.
1: No, Laker nation yeah. would have found them first before the police yes. did. There's no, <laughs> doubt like,
0: no doubt. A thousand percent. No doubt. thousand percent.
2: Didi, you mentioned sports and something I've been wondering about is your opinion on um, organizations and athletes and their responsibility or or not to make a statement about this, because um, that has seemed to really be at the forefront of a lot of social media chatter the last two or three days. If you want to make a statement, make one. But if you don't have anything to say, don't
0: say it. That's my whole thing, and that goes to organizations too. Because I feel like a couple teams or a couple like companies, they put out statements. So then it felt like it was a almost a statement off. Like it was like a it was like a competition for who was going to have a, the next statement, how fast you were going to put one out there, and then it was people yelling saying, "Why isn't this company put out a statement yet? Wasn't this team put out a statement yet?" I'm like, if you don't have anything to say that is useful, and I thought most of them were worthless. I really did. I thought most of them were super stupid and kind of put out there because they felt like they had to. And I don't need that. I don't like that. I'd rather you figure something out and then go to action instead of making a statement that says, we have plans to do something. Well, what are the plans? Like we have plans to change things. Well, what are your plans? What are you going to do? How are you going to work with these institutions to make things better? I, I don't, what are you going to do? I'd rather you wait Because this isn't going anywhere. We don't have to do everything right now. Like, that's another thing. It's like we don't have, like, we can talk about this again on another podcast. We don't have to do everything today. We're not going to save the world today. We're not going to change the police force. It's not going to happen today or next year or in five years. It's not going to happen. But, like, we can make change. But these people with all this money, with all this influence, they can actually change things if they want to say something. But I've been kind of mocking a lot of them on Twitter for not saying the police, because that's what this is about. So if you don't have anything to say about that, then I don't really want to hear it. And with athletes, I, there, there's controversy about the Sydney crowds, about Evander Kane saying that, like, white athletes need to say something. And he's right about that. But, like, if you don't have anything to say, I wouldn't make a fool of myself trying to say something, you know? Like, Tom Brady has spoken out, like you know other other white athletes have said stuff and that's cool but if you don't have anything to say i'm not gonna force you to say anything but it is true though that like white people listen to white athletes more than they listen to black athletes so because they'll say because it's very easy for people to say well that's your issue or that's your community it's like we all live in these same cities together like it's not just it's it's everybody's issue it's not just our issue people will say no that's your protest you know but if somebody that looks like you said something Then you're more likely to listen. So I got why Evander Kane said that, but like I didn't understand the, the whole everyone getting so mad about it thing. Like, who cares? All right, he's not going to say anything. That's fine. Evander Kane didn't say I'm going to put a gun to Sidney Crosby's head next time I see him if he
2: doesn't talk. He didn't say that. Like, well, I I feel like it's it's gotten to a. So I agree with you that I like a lot of them just seem generic and like Ugh. we're doing it because this team did it or this player did it, so I'm doing you know. Um and and so many people and organizations have done it that now there's a lot of people saying, Well, why hasn't this guy done it? Why isn't this guy done it? Why and like to the point that we're wondering like why FCS college football coaches <laughs> haven't done um like at what point do we does the like the level of you matter? start and end because yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was curious if your thoughts on that because yeah. they, they don't make too much of a difference to me. I, I know what PR is. Exact yeah, Exactly. So. Yeah, ex- Exactly. That's one thing all 3 of us know. And
0: that's why it's so maybe it's not bullshit to other people. But to me, like us 3 in this room who all work PR, marketing, done broadcast all this stuff, like I know what you're doing. Like I know that like in some of these huge companies there are A bunch of people reading this thing there are lawyers writing these things to make sure that you don't offend this group and you don't do this i know how this stuff works like so that's another reason why i just think it's even more like bs than anything but one good thing about this though i will say is that the difference between um the way that the way that like college and pro teams and coaches are dealing with this like differently how differently they are doing it than when like Kaepernick was kneeling is a big difference and I think it has everything to do with the players because they have grown up with this especially the college coaches especially the college coaches because these kids have grown up in this decade where we've been in our 20s in that last decade like they were growing up and going through high school when Trayvon Martin happened they, so all the way up, whenever the, you know, when it was controversial for the Heat to wear the I can't breathe shirts and stuff like that was, you know, that was when they were in like, what, middle school, some of them, you know, that those kids actually matter to them. That's why the first statements you saw was like Trevor Lawrence, who's the, you know, if you don't know who Trevor Lawrence is, he's the best quarterback in college football. And he said something oh shit a week before his coach did, you know about the situation so i think that is a good thing but i don't know if it's bs or not but i do think that like a lot of coaches a lot of teams they're under pressure because these kids are like we've had it we're not we're not dealing with it and if anything it's been a good sign with the statements it's it's kind of it's that knowing that like you know things are different right now you can't get away with what you got away with the last time
1: yeah that's that's it's really interesting perspective the way you, the way that you stated that there because you know I've had those conversations as recent as today where it's you know saying something and it, are you really saying something for the right reason and are you just playing copycat because other people are doing it seems like it's the right thing to do you know are you literally if the conversation is just around the Instagram statement you have to make then you're doing it wrong stop what you're doing delete it. <laughs> okay. that's, if that's all the conversation you're having, if, that, if that's what it's about, your caption, forget it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth anybody else's time for what you're doing. So it's hard to filter out what uh, which companies are doing the right thing and having those right conversations. Because like you said, uh, the three of us especially know we can sniff out the BS uh, a lot. And there's a lot of it out there. So, you know, hopefully, you know, those ones that stick out, stick out for the right reasons.
2: Dan, that's perfectly said, man. Yeah. That was, that was awesome because- That was perfect. Like, I feel like a lot of people did, what today was, was it the hashtag? It was Blackout, Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, Blackout Tuesday. Um, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, obviously a lot of people did that, but like, what did you do other than that today? cuz like yeah, I had a conversation with my wife about the things that we can actually do like are there things that we can support financially are there ways that we can donate our time you know like what actions can we take outside of you tweeting 140 characters that's so much more important than jumping on the bandwagon like maybe you you don't need to put anything out there today but reflect and Talk with your loved ones and find out what they think about this and see if there are ways that you can actually contribute to making this better in the future.
0: Yeah. And there aren't, it's, you just have to make sure you're actually doing something past today because the protests are going to end. The rioting and stuff is going to stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what are we going to do? Because everything's fresh in our minds right now. It just happened a week ago. Not like this is all in our minds right now. It's like, what are we going to do after that? That's why the statements and Blackout Tuesday is great because I think it's a great way to show that, yes, you support. Like, you are on the right side of history. I get it. But, like, if you're putting up the Blackout Tuesday today, but then when your uncle makes a racist joke in front of your kid at the barbecue, like – are you gonna say something? Or are you just gonna stand there? Because we all know that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's a racist joke, a homophobic joke, whatever it is, like are you gonna let that happen? Because that's how racism's taught. That's how being prejudiced, that's how it's taught. You know, it's taught because you guys, because you're not stopping it in front of people who are learning it. You know, we may know better, but like the generation underneath us may not. And you have to show them that. And I feel like that's one of the more important things is just being like, I have to be proactive in my life and show my friends that this is the way you got to do things. And if we don't do that, then we're going to be back here talking like this
2: in 10 years when the brunch breakdown gets back together. <laughs> After our <laughs> next hiatus. <laughs> yeah, man. I um, Oh, is she here to protest again?
0: She's here to protest again. Oh,
2: Uh-oh. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Preach. Keep going. There she is. There she is.
0: There she is. Hi, Sersha. Oh, you had all the things to say back there. Now you don't want to say anything.
2: Oh, oh, your she's time. on Twitter.
1: <laughs> it was your spotlight.
2: <laughs> Good God. So, Didi, what you said about like, that's how people or like, that's how racism is taught. I thought about that a lot this week, too. Like. Like I, my mom would always tell me when I was a kid growing up, you want to treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Wow. And like you just assume when your parents tell you those things, I, I know we were all raised in a similar fashion to be good people. You just assume everybody's raised that way. But then like when you see this stuff happen and the conversations go in these bizarre ways where people are shouting at each other, you realize that like, no, not all parents tell their kids that not all parents tell that raise their kids to try and have empathy and be kind and, and, and put themselves in the the shoes of other people. It's, um, it's kind of mind blowing.
0: It really is. I don't know. I, but that's why you have to learn. That's why you have to listen That's why you have to understand. And even if you don't understand it, like you guys have both mentioned that, like even if you don't understand it, like you can show empathy. Because when I see people like doing something, I don't care what it is. I I, I ask why. I'm like, why? Okay, why are you doing that? Why do you feel that way? Because if I don't feel this way, I want to know why you feel that way, you know? But for some reason when it comes to these, but I guess it's because they're uncomfortable. These are uncomfortable conversations to have and people don't like to have them. And I say you start having uncomfortable conversations, whether they're with your kid, because people rip Nickelodeon today because they did the eight minutes and 42nd, like just went off air, just went black for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And I think they put up like a thing saying something about George Floyd. And Parents were mad about it, like, on social media. But then a lot of people were applauding it, too, because they were able to have the conversation. I mean, if you're mad about it, like, you got to have the conversation with your kid, you know? I don't know what you're afraid of. Treat people the way they want to be treated. That's it. It's that simple, you know? And that's what that police officer did not do to George Floyd and what many other police officers don't do every single day.
1: Yeah, I think it's time to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, as if quarantine didn't like teach us uh, teach us that enough, you know. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like this is the real, real version of it to me, really make you wake up to understand, you know, what is uncomfortable. Into again, have the empathy, have the ability to understand that it's 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 different. That it's just it's just different. Um, And that things are not changing and moving into the future the way that they really should have a long time ago. But even now, again, it's just, it's still not happening. And it's time. It's time to make the change.
0: Yes, it's time to have those uncomfortable conversations. Like I can remember, like, Chris, you were married. Dan, you're going to be close to this situation, so I hope you don't have to have this uncomfortable conversation soon. But it just reminds me of whenever, like, Siobhan's like, uh, we've been together for this long. What's the deal? That's an uncomfortable conversation for me. I'm like, whoa. see, Whoa, hold on. We're, are we, uh, I guess we're, I, I, I guess that means I got to go buy a ring. I guess that means we got to go get married. I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, my God. Uncomfortable conversation, you know? All of a sudden, the clock's ticking. Dan, that's going to be you soon
1: yeah thanks that's a great episode idea it's gonna be you soon yeah there wasn't enough of a spark there for that conversation to happen already this (laughs) episode is gonna you know fuel that fire anymore so let
0: you know uncomfortable conversations like that's that's what i think of uncomfortable conversations i think of that one was like whoa that's like a punch in the face all right okay all right i guess
2: man the level of serious goes uh it's not even like a step up it's like Twelve stories up, like you went from a townhouse to a skyscraper. Let's go, dude.
0: It's the truth. It's it's so crazy how that goes because you're literally like everything's great. It's not like you're not saying that you don't yeah, love this person. Fine. Why do you? You're like God, I love you. You're great. We live <laughs> together. You're awesome. Like we go on vacations. My family loves you too. And then she's like, uh, but I have a ring on my finger. You're like, oh, okay. But that's an example of an uncomfortable conversation, but (laughs) you should have those conversations and ask your friends, reach out to strangers, ask them questions that ask them questions. Don't be condescending about it. Don't throw things in their face. It's going to make them get on the defensive end. You can literally ask people why that's it. And I think the better way to do that is to get into something like go into somebody's like DMS. I don't think it's the best way to do it. And I, it's definitely not the best way to do it on Facebook because anybody will just jump in and comment and then it turns into like a who likes what better and all those things mess just mess up conversation just by random people being able to come in and say, Oh yeah, that person burned this person. And that might have been your goal. That's not even what you meant to do. But mm-hmm. that's why, you know, these conversations can happen. I need them to happen. We all need them to happen. I just I I I just wish we could force people to do it. <laughs> we could force people to get in a room together and hash things out and we'd just all be better. Get together over
1: brunch. Have a conversation. Thank you. Whenever Thank and wherever you. you can. There's there's your start. That's your start point. Steel Let's City Dan bringing boy. it
2: back around. Look at right this. By- <laughs> there
0: it is. My goodness. Brunch. That's it. Get to brunch, whether it's over Zoom, with your friends. Have those conversations. My goodness. Well, before we get out of here, there's one thing we did want to do, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Because I've been super pissed all week, and I love listening to music. We all do. And we can't wait to talk about music. But this kind of, you know, we felt like it would just be inappropriate to start talking about all the great music we've been listening to and just act like nothing happened. So, But uh, I want to talk about the songs that piss you off. What songs, make, what songs do you listen to when you're pissed off? When you are just like, you need to just rage out. And one for me is for sure uh, Kanye and Jay-Z's Who Gonna Stop Me. It is literally the song that gets me more hype than any song. And it makes me just want to punch walls and just get out all of my frustration. And I just, I, I love listening to that song when I'm just angry. What are, What's some of the songs when you guys are blowing
2: steam? What is it?
1: Go ahead, Dan. Chris Chris what? Yeah, what era uh, gets you going? Gets you all fired <laughs> up?
2: My my answer is is um not going to be as interesting as yours. So I I want to hear from you and DD first. Okay. Uh my default angry music, uh I'll even give you,
1: I'll just give you the album. It's uh White Noise from Paris. Shocking. <laughs> I know. Um but that's the album that made me fall in love with the band and there are just some tracks on there um Fire is it is fire and that gets you fired up. I it's it's something that, you know, the beat drives the whole time and it yeah, it lets me, I don't know, feel that that type of anger that just gets me through the emotions in music form. And that whole that whole album, I'd say half that album could be easily, you know, just angry music, um, white noise from from Paris. So that's always one I can I can rely on for that type of emotion.
2: Didi, do you have any other ones that you wanted to highlight? Oh wow, yours is this good. You're letting me go. No, it's not. I mean, I can go. <laughs> I uh, yours is this good? So it better be. I, no, it's it's uh, you're not no, you're not gonna like it. It's I music is actually not something I normally turn to when I'm angry, to be honest with you. Um I, I'm kind of more of like a a silence type of person when it when it comes to me being angry kind of prefer to remove myself from a situation and just try and collect my thoughts. And uh, sometimes that could even involve like going for a run um, without headphones or working out without music, just to try and like zone back in, uh, collect my thoughts and and just figure out a, a better way to get over whatever that anger is. Yes, Dan. Sounds
1: like you're about to make a Twenty One Pilots, Pilots, 21 Pilots reference of sometimes quiet is violent. Is that what you're going to you know? Is that, is that what you're about to tell me? Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> listen to
2: that song, but yeah,
0: <laughs> that is some serious like serial killer energy right there. By the way, I, I don't know,
2: like that is that like was scaring
0: me when you were talking about. It. You know, I just I just listen to nothing. Yeah, it's anybody. Just silence. I just scream. I just I hear scream. my I own. Stare, screams. I stare at myself, no, in,
1: I I stare at
0: myself <laughs> in the mirror. I stare <laughs> at myself like, through the mirror. I'm downstairs in my gym, and I'm just, just. No. I'm I'm listening to the beat of my sweat hit the floor. <laughs>
2: just. <laughs> it's not that intense. Come on, anybody, any like anyone in my family uh, or or <sighs> my wife Katie will tell you. Like if I'm if I'm pissed off or if I'm angry, I'm very quiet. There's not a lot happening. So, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of music uh, suggestions or recommendations for being angry. I actually kind of go the opposite direction. I hear you.
0: Interesting. I I do. No, that's good. I I wasn't ready for that one. I
1: like it. No, yeah, I thought you were going to throw us off with something that's like you try to like spin the mood by going like upbeat with some... Pump, yeah, it's the Beauty and the Beast, Beast like, soundtrack, Nink, actually, actually Nink. is what
2: I go to when uh when I'm it's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> oh boys. Well, uh we're at the end of the episode. So Dan, tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown and send us out of here in only the in the only way that Steel City knows how. It's
1: oh, style. the only way I know how. Yeah, time to time to close it. Bring in the closer. <laughs> uh we're growing, we're expanding. We've been we've been away for a couple of years, but uh we're up to date with where you receive your podcast now. They'd all all go through SoundCloud and Stitcher. Do people still use those things? Let me know, please. Uh but we are available on <laughs> SoundCloud, on iTunes. Uh we are on Google Podcasts and we are on Spotify now. Yes. Uh Pandora is coming soon if you listen to your podcast on Pandora so we're not too far from there. And uh, all your other regular podcasting apps. If you still use Stitcher, SoundCloud anything else, uh, but we're on the big ones. We're on the main ones. Again, uh, tweet us at The Brunch Breakdown if there's some source that you get your podcast at and you don't see us just by searching The Brunch Breakdown. You'll recognize that logo anywhere.
2: Chris. And uh, now we will hopefully consistently be putting these podcast video of these podcasts on YouTube.
1: Yes. There you go. Yes. It's exciting. YouTube as
2: well. We're everywhere.
0: I love it. Dude, we're everywhere. Brunch Breakdown 2.0. I love it.
2: We're catching
1: up. We're catching up. We were gone for a couple of years, but you know, we're checking all the boxes now.
0: <laughs> well, this was a good conversation, fellas. I'm I'm happy we had it. Hopefully we don't have to have it in another four years. But if we do, we'll be here and have the same conversation with your friends. Ask them the same questions. Literally, remake the brunch breakdown. It'll make your relationship better. I love that we did this. So Perfect. guys. Yeah. Well done. Until next time. When we talk about music, for sure. We're going to do it this time, I promise. Definitely. <laughs> I'll see you at the table. Brunch Breakdown out.